how do we make sure you win the listing? And I very intentionally selected three very different personality types, three very different styles, three very different markets, right? A kind of San Diego, right? Local rock star, North County, does a tremendous amount of business, known him for, you know, 30 years. Um, average sales price, probably a million two. And then the guy that listed the Playboy Mansion, right? And sells these, you know, $100 million properties. And, you know, what do you have to do to, you know, establish trust and be the agent of choice to win that? And then Jackie in Toronto, right? Big shout out for Jackie, who just takes it to a whole new level. And they all do things differently, but the same. So you guys up for that? I've asked them to answer a bunch of questions and we really wanted to get into some Q&A. So let's invite our three guest experts up, Alan and Jackie and Gary, come on out. So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we wanna do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. So why don't we start, uh, let's start very quickly with a simple question. To pre-listing pack or not? Do you send pre-listing packages or not? First of all, I don't always do the same thing all the time. It's always different. I always think about really what is this particular situation call for. I've done it. I've done it many times, but in general, I do not. I want to meet with them. I don't want to give them any reason to eliminate me before I get in the door. Awesome. Alan, do you send a pre-listing package or not? To send or not to send, huh? That's the question. Uh, I do not send a pre-listing package. I I think there's different strokes for different folks and it all works. Um, I had an experience probably 15 years ago where this one agent was doing a tremendous amount of business and I was sending these amazing packages ahead of time and I said, well, what do they send? And it was like a one-page letter and I went, well, what's going on? So for us and where we're positioned in the marketplace, it's not something we do. Got it. Jackie, do you send a pre-listing package? Yes. What was the answer? Yes. Yes. And why do you send it and are you thinking these two are both knuckleheads? No, I think if there's enough lead up time and we can bring it, um, we bring it. I don't think, sometimes I've not delivered it in advance and we leave it at the end of the presentation because they're always looking to grab onto something and it's the only thing that we actually leave behind. Okay. So whatever works for you. I like to leave it with a personal handwritten card that says, looking forward to meeting you. Uh, Please have a look at our material. Excited to see you. Give us an example because we were talking backstage that, that there's no right or wrong answer. The, the answer is, which one gives you in your mind more swagger? Do you guys got the answer? Is everybody with me on this? Which one gives you more confidence? If sending it gives you confidence, send it. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. What's inside yours? Just give them some highlights. So a little bit about the team talks about all of our services, high level snippets. We introduce our photographer, we introduce our videographer, we show them what personalized websites look like. So just a little bit high level and we focus also on how we stage property so they can, it's very visual, not a lot of words. It was inspired by Jason Mandel's piece years ago. Yep. Um, so it's just a little taste. Good. Not just a little taste. To sum it up. No talk about commission, just services. Awesome. Awesome. 
walk us through each of you, like if you were to take analytically the process before we kind of get into the deep and wild and crazy stuff, like what do you do first? What do you do second? What do you do third? What do you do fourth? Alan, I'm start with you. What do you like, you show up, and if you want to jump up and be animated and thought, oh, I, don't, I don't care, it's all good. Um, <laughs> by the way, sometime today we should have you do movie phone oh, yeah. before we're done. <laughs> right. So, but first. Some of us remember that, right. What, what's the process you go through? So, and, and to take that back, if, if we take a pre-listing package and we were to say, I, I would send a digital version of one. I have a few slides that I'll send out ahead of time to sort of let them know who I am, confirm our stats, uh, where we're positioned. We're proud of what we've done as far as the marketplace, our positioning. We were number one in San Diego last year. And so we will take that and we'll make sure that the client knows that to the best of our ability and try and keep a humble approach at the same time to know that we are approachable, we are human, we do care about them. And we're not just a numbers machine, which we're not. Um, so at the right time, we'll send that over. When I do show up, and, and I brought that out, I just have an iPad and for me, I think uh, Jay Abraham was talking about it, and I was trying to resonate with many of the big producers throughout, trying to say, okay, I do that, I need to do this better, I do that, I need to do this better. Bottom line is, I'm trying to really, really understand who I'm talking to. Um, I just had a, a listing appointment that I walked in with the iPad, and I saw a table full of stuff. At that moment, I knew the only way that I was going to stand out was to not do any of that. I didn't even open the iPad. I looked at him, I looked him in the eyes, and I talked like this the whole time. And at the end of it, he left and he said, wow, you were the only one who didn't bring anything, and it makes me feel like you cared about me, you weren't here just to sell me. So different strokes, different folks. I think if we want to sell a lot of listings and close them, we can't have a system that's Uniform, 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 because we're all different people, especially today. So I walk into the home, I'll ask them, what's most important to you? Here's who I am, I'll go through that process. I will eventually talk to them about price, but that's after I've understood everything that they want, where they're going, why they're going there, again, what's important to them, who have they spoken with, what's their experiences in the past. You start learning that about somebody and kind of the rest of the stuff kind of goes away. And then at the end of that, you kind of know what they need. You just talk to that. So for us, I've simplified it to that level. If they really want to know about marketing, yes, at that point, I'll open up the iPad. I do have slides on there. I'll talk about, okay, here we do photos. We have drones. We do this. We do that. We do staging if this is what's important to you. Pricing, I'll be able to tell kind of where they are in pricing in that initial part of the conversation. I'll know, okay, I'm gonna have to spend 15 minutes talking about pricing today, because this person, I can tell already, wants this. And in my mind, I won't go beyond this. So that's where they need to be today, so we'll have that conversation. And I am convinced in my mind that I am there to do what is best for them. I've seen them go through different circumstances. I know who the competition is. And I have a firm belief at that point that we are the best fit for this person to get them to the right place. So if you're coming from an integrity place, I think you'll have that inner belief and you will convey that to, to that client. And that's super important. If you don't have the ability to know and internalize that, you won't listen to what they're saying. And I think the intense listening is going to give you everything that you need. And I know it's not 100% concrete, but if you think about it, how many times are you actually listening to the people? Just listen, listen, listen. They'll tell you everything. 
Super important. Do you remember a million years ago when Bill Mitchell told us to read soft selling in a hard world? Yes. That's exactly what you just said. Spend all your time up front asking all the questions, figuring out who they are because their answers tell you, are they wanting a discount, pricing it high, unrealistic, getting a divorce but they haven't told you yet, right? Like all that stuff starts to show up when you're present and focused in the moment with the customer versus maybe just doing your thing, right? Doing the shtick. Absolutely. And guys, you'll, you'll see it. I think everyone can relate to it. How many people have walked in and you're talking to that seller and you just see their eyes like glaze over? It's like when that tech person talks to you, right? And you're like, okay, enough. What does this cost? What's yeah. it going to do? Is it going to make me money or not? Yes yeah. or no? You, you're killing me. So if you pay attention to them, you see their eyes glazing over, you know you got to change directions here quickly. Make them talk. Ask them questions. If you can't do that, you're not getting the listening. I don't, I don't care what you're bringing or showing them. I yeah. don't think it's happening. Yep. Love it. Okay. Gary, same question, right? So, I mean, now, Gary, you have a very different deal. I do. One of the big differences is I'm going to list 20 houses a year. So I can do... I what's do, your average sales price just for context? I don't look at it average. I mean, I'll list I, right now the cheapest thing I have is something for three and I have something for 300 and something okay. for 21 and 10 and five. You guys hear that? I got one for 3 million and I got one for 300 million. What do you need? What do you need? I got you covered. <laughs> I'm going to sell 20 houses a year, 15 houses a year, and hopefully a few of them are monsters and that's my model. Yeah. So I have, the, I can, if you're somewhere in Omaha, Nebraska and you have $250,000 houses and you have to sell 100, you probably can't spend three hours preparing for a listing presentation. You might be going on three that day. Yeah. I can and I do. When I show up for a listing and presentation, I am- Gary, look right to that camera out there. Okay. When I go to a listing presentation, I am prepared and I have my iPad and on my iPad, not only have, I've anticipated what this appointment's gonna be like and I've done a lot of research and I've talked to them and I've found out who is important in this particular transaction. I wanna make sure I'm talking to the right person. But when I show up, I show up with my iPad, not only with what I've prepared for them, and I've got that queued up on my iBooks, a few different PDFs, I also have comps, and I also have hard copies of everything I'm gonna give them. I went on a listing appointment once, which I thought was the best performance of my lifetime. And I didn't get the listing, and I asked her why I didn't get the listing, and she goes, well, they left this really good marketing book which I showed her on my iPad, but I didn't leave her, and she was tactile, so I'm prepared for anything. But the reason I don't like to put, give it in advance unless it's called for is most people aren't gonna read the whole listening presentation. And I've, I anticipate, and, and I'm, I'm being t tactile, and I'm thinking about at the moment what these people need to hear, and I'm gonna point out the two or three or four things on my presentation that's gonna resonate with them, and I'm not gonna go over the stuff that will turn them off, or it'll just be a bunch of noise. So I really focus. I think it's insane to go over all these things that you can just see they're rolling their eyes. I think you lose them. So that's why I like to have it and be the person that delivers. I have a good rap. Yeah, if but you have all the tools available, no. but it's custom to the moment. Not only do I have that, I've got my Google Drive queued up. I've got, I, have some, I use something called OneDrive where every photograph I've ever used on all my listings are all there. Uh, and depending on the situation, I'll pull up a video that I want to use as an example. I'll pull up some publicity I want to use as an example, or a website, or I'll go to restoration hardware and say, I think you need to put in this or do something like this or show examples of staging that's done. 
I'm completely trying. You know, when you're starting to do all these things and kind of solve problems for them and tell them how you're going to do things, that's how I get my listings. I become their agent before they give me the job. So. Okay, I love it. I'm going to make you do the reverse engineer Beverly Hills, you know, uh, okay. the Playboy Mansion so presentation, but let's, let's do it in a minute. Let's go to, so Jackie, what's your process? And, and you already love the contrast? Why? The color? What no, just the contrast, right? <laughs> oh, what you do, what they do. Like you're, you're about to see a point, counterpoint, and that's my intent. Okay. Um, so I do very much what the two of them do. Um, I build rapport. I establish myself as an agent in their community. But above all that, we talk very little about ourselves when we're at listing presentations. We talk about their needs, what's brought us here that day. Um, I usually ask people if they want to give me the tour of the house before the presentation or after I leave it to them. Um, most people, if they have a burning desire to get things off their chest, they want to talk first, and that's fine. Um, we then do the tour, then I've got all the information that's in the back of my mind, and I'm already preparing what I'm actually going to put on their table, because I have a sense of what they need and what they don't need, and what they have an appetite for or not. Uh, we offer a lot of services, but with everything, we're very careful to ask whether they have an interest in these services. Not everybody, we serve a lot of seniors in Toronto, and not every senior has an appetite for upheaval or staging, et cetera, so we give them that choice, that option. Um, we come back, and I have, I have the slides here, probably won't show you them all, but what we do is we laminate just an 8 by 10 piece of paper of every single service that we provide, and we have 33 of them. Okay, guys, this is a very hot idea. Do you guys want to see all the slides? Okay, and then can we make these available on the hub? Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm a giver, them. whether yeah. she likes it or not. Sure. Sure. But just get demonstrated, because first of all, okay, why are they laminated? Uh, they're laminated because they get crusty and really yucky if you use them over and over again. It's the one thing we don't leave at a presentation. So you want something that's easy to clean off so they look nice and shiny. They cost a lot of money to produce. You want to take them when you leave. They're supposed to be in order. They aren't in order, but I can very quickly lead you through. Do you want me to do that? Yeah, just rip through real fast. Okay, so we talk about the power of MLS. We talk about the difference between an MLS listing and an exclusive listing. If I'm sitting with somebody and they want to do business with me and we know we're signing a listing today, I sign an exclusive listing today so that another agent doesn't come behind us and take their business. That also gives us prep time to make sure that they get into our schedule. And I tell people, if you don't sign an exclusive listing, we can't get to work for you right away. So if you want us to get to work and book our trades and book a photographer, videographer and start the schedule rolling uh, and the prep work, it's best we take it. We also loop that into a coming soon campaign. So if I don't have an exclusive listing signed, we're not starting a coming soon campaign for the client. Uh, we talk about the power of MLS. I tell them it's the most powerful tool, but we also talk about social media. So we break down social media per slide. We'll call these slides for today. Uh, we talk about... Here. I'm going to hold your slides. Okay. All right. So we have, oh great, we have a... You need me on all your appointments. Sure, they're all out of order. So our, our digital media works in a circle. Whatever fed through our website goes to Instagram, feeds to Twitter, goes to Facebook, YouTube. And I talk about each of these and the strength of each of them. And then you go Instagram, Twitter, Twitter Facebook. Facebook. And then we say, we spend a lot of money on Facebook. And what we do after we take your business, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, is we go back to the office and we sit in our boardroom every Monday morning and we announce our new listings to our team and we say, who is the buyer? Sorry, it's terrible. For 123 Banana Street. And we literally, we do this. We don't just say we do it. We sit as a team setting and we go, what's the buyer for this? 
But at the listing presentation, I'll say to them at the end of the appointment today, I'm going to ask you to think about who the buyer is for your home because most often they know. They'll tell you if it's a young person. They'll know if it's somebody who needs access to the transit line or if it's seniors. They're going to tell you. And what we do is we talk about how we target our advertising to that avatar so that we bring in the right pool of people. We talk about a unique website, how they get custom websites. Uh, we talk about luxury websites, if they're a luxury home. We talk about our Boomtown website. One important thing about our site is we tell them about the buyer-seller matching database. So we tell them we have a debt. you want to cut me off? I'm just going to hit you with one. Go. Ready? Cleaning. Most people don't know how to clean their homes to the standard or satisfaction that I have. And I tell people, I'm super picky. I want to make sure that your house is squeaky clean. So we send cleaners to your home before the house hits the market. And we do that to create an experience. So when we stay- Are you saying our house isn't clean? No, I'm saying I'm going to make your life really easy. And I want to take the pressure off of you guys. We send four people in to clean your home. We don't send one cleaner that's there for seven hours. We send four people in. They clean your house quickly and to my satisfaction. Switch. So that when it goes to market, okay, let's go. Buyer selling matching database. Our website's amazing. We spend a lot of money to maintain this website. One of the most powerful pieces about our website, it has a buyer and seller matching database. So the first thing we do after this meeting is my team will go back to their desk and run a buyer matching, buyer and seller matching database. I'm going to try to pair your home with a prospective buyer before it even hits the market. Don't say that shit if you don't have it. Team versus an individual. We talk about the power of a team. Uh, we break it down by our team of agents. We talk about a team leader, client care manager, marketing specialist, staging consultant. Because I want to know that when they're with a solo agent, that they're getting one person who's doing all of these jobs. So it's, do you remember the spinning plate? Yes. Yeah, so we say we're an entire team. I'm going to help you. My team is going to support me. We're going to work as a team environment, especially with open house. I'll get to that. Weekly updates. Once we take you under contract from our client care, you're going to get a weekly. How many of you are getting I can hand her any slide and she can just go right into it. Okay, give her a huge round of applause for that. <laughs> this is important. This is okay, important. Okay, do schedule. This okay. was, this was this on my list. This is really important. The schedule at a glance is the very last thing we talk about. And so I show them a sample and I say, this is what it looks like once you're listed. The first thing that goes out to you as a client is you get our welcome letter and you'll also get a schedule at a glance. And so when someone says, well, I want to go to market in two weeks, I'm going to say all these things have to get done and I need to get to work today. That's my securing the listing with an exclusive. So normally when we get to this, we'll all open our calendars and say, so when do we want to be on the market? Because I've got to book the cleaners, I've got to book the photographer, I've got to book the videographer. We door knock as a team before your listing goes live and we have to make sure our mega open house has enough time to get exposure and traction so that it's a success. Awesome. Do you guys want a copy of those? Now, remind, just, <laughs> Just ready? So these are all laid out. Yeah. And then the seller says, Jackie, oh my God, your commission's so high. Another agent said they would do it for less. You know, I mean, we, you know, we really need to do it for less. Can you do it for less? What do you do? We can, but these services are set up to work in conjunction. So we could do it for less, but I hate to tell you the most valuable services. And we empty, right? You clear the table. You she leave. starts taking away. And that's why there's slides. That's why it's not on an iPad. I love what Gary Gold does. I think it's amazing, but I can't visually pull it away from my audience. And does that work? It does. Well, most people, when we lay these out, my team is here. They know. People are like, so what do you pay for? What do we pay for? We pay for it all, and it all has to work in conjunction. Did you guys write down that line? That's, hey, when the client says, what is this going to cost? Like, how is this all going to work? Because you're overwhelming them, Maxine, with all the things you're going to do. 
This is a no-brainer. Give her a huge round of applause. I love it. You want me to hold these for you? No, but no, I'm not going to steal them. She's like, you steal, don't steal my slides. You can hold them. Okay, Gary, you won the Playboy Mansion. I'm going to hit you with the discounting fun stuff so just you know what's coming. You won the Playboy Mansion. You shared this a few years ago. I watched a whole lot of clients freak out. You called it something like the reverse engineered. That's not I got the Playboy Mansion. Okay, so explain. I got the Playboy Mansion. Well, on the Playboy, as I said, I do different things for different situations. I use this reverse marketing listing presentation a lot. And what I like to do with that is I show up and I go, you know what? I can tell you how great I am. And okay, I hold like- on. Stop. He's about to give you one of the world's greatest pre-framing your appointment script on the planet. And if you're just watching and not video recording or taking notes or on the live cast, you know, saying to yourself, go back to this moment in time. Because when you, the, you share this you. four right. years ago and right. the clients were like this. Oh, got it. So one, one of my tools is I'll just say, listen, I could sit here and tell you how great I am and I like doing that, but I don't think you really care. Let me show you what I will do for you and I'll demonstrate it by showing you a similar house and the marketing and the, how it is working with me. And I pull out a marketing report. I give marketing reports about once a month to all my clients. And they're super valuable for them. You keep them in check. And also in there, they know what's going on. They know what you're doing. You know, you could be doing the greatest job in the world and showing it to a ton of people. And, the mar- and, and if they don't know about it, they're going to hate your guts. So I keep them on top of it. And then I use it as a, as a listing presentation. And it also it's really got on expires. If you're showing them, here's all the showings I have. And on, I give, on every showing, I give what who the people are, what the results were. I show them also every bit of social media I've done. And I do it beautifully. I think my marketing report looks better than most people's advertising because I'm taking care of their baby, their multi-million dollar property, and I need to impress them more than almost anybody. So I give them this report. It also has every showing. It has what's happening in the marketplace. And what I consider a comp in my marketplace is what are the other properties people would be looking at? And that is what I consider a comp. So when you're showing this them in advance, like for instance, in the last 90 days, if their house hasn't sold but three others have, that's one bit of information. If nothing's selling, that's another bit of information. And how much is on the market, that's another bit of information. Another good thing is when you're sending this in advance, they get their overpriced instead of the stupidest thing people do, they go on the listing appointment and they lie about the price. They just bullshit them. And I think you're a bad person if you're not telling people the truth up front, regardless of what happens. And then when the offer, and, and then they, te- they, don't, they do nothing. And then when the offer comes, that's when they tell them the truth. And they're in a corner and they hate you and they're not gonna react and they panic. So, the, but the listing presentation for the, uh, the marketing report for the listing presentation is really easy and for expires, they go, God, I didn't get this. I didn't get this for my client. So there's all these things. And, and it also, I see you get this every week and expires love to know. I'm going to know what's going on. I would say most people lose listings because they didn't, the, the seller didn't know what was going on. So Gary, I want to go back to this for a second. And this is okay. brilliant. When you showed this to me a couple of years ago, you said... And I can give it to everybody. That's yep. cool. You want to give it to them? Sure. You guys want a copy of it? Uh, I'm, I'll show you the fast version. You correct me if I'm wrong. You said most agents walk in and they start here and they say, hi, I'm Gary. And 
this is what we're going to do, and then I'm going to put it in the MLS, and we're going to do professional photography, and we're going to rather than doing that, I just sold a $20 million house down the street, right. similar to yours. Let's, let's start here. Right. You guys want it sold. Right. Let me show you what happens before then. We're in a multiple offer situation. We get in negotiations. Let me explain how that's going to be. And he went backwards in the presentation. Now, here's the thing. If five agents all show up and do this, and he shows up and goes backwards, who is the one that stands out? These aren't trick questions. This is a good sign. Remember when, remember when there weren't phones in seminars? Or people would say, put your phones away. Look at this. All we see right now is people like this with phones. But is there anything, anything else you want to share about that? Well, the one thing I want to share is that I really, uh, I, as I said, I do a lot of research and I'm really sensitive to what's going on in the appointment. If you've got this idea of this genius thing that you're going to do, and you're doing it to the wrong person at the wrong time and that's not happening, you're gonna lose. So I really try to deliver and I think it's our responsibility to communicate with people the way they wanted to be communicated with. So I will do that if that's where the conversation leads. I am, I'm not trying to drive someone to something they don't wanna hear. Yeah. If people start rolling their eyes, you lost them. Bingo, bingo, good point. Alan, in your marketplace, there are people that wanna list it at really crazy prices. There are people that want to have discounters. Shed some light on how you deal with both. Because do you guys ever deal with that? They want to list really high and they want a discount? Does that ever, would you like to hear a masterful way to deal with that? Oh yeah, we, we see all kinds of different companies. I think uh, Purple Dicks just got in our, Purple Bricks you say got in our purple. market. Sorry, all guys. I love that. I My thought bad. I heard that. Bad, subliminal. For all you recording, that was truly a mistake. Just subliminal, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. You got, okay, just, okay. We've known each other for so long. Who remembers when you would call the Movie Phone line? Do you guys remember the Movie Phone line? It would sound like you know, for you know, to go see the latest. I don't know. Press one. He and another one of our dear friends, Stephen Christie, would sit there in their office and prospect for four or five hours a day. And when you do that for four or five years in a row. You have to start doing things to make it fun and fresh. Will you just please tell them what you used to do? This is just oh, yeah. classic. <laughs> oh, well, we'd be standing up, calling for four or five hours, and eventually you get bored. You start going crazy, and, you know, someone, the voicemail comes up, so you just say, hello, welcome to Real Estate Phone. If you're thinking about selling your home, press one. <laughs> if you're not thinking about selling your home, press two. And so on. I, look, nobody even knows it anymore. It's so long. No, I know. There's a bunch like, of like 25 and 30 calling. year olds going, what are you talking about? That's when we used to dial like this. Yeah. Did you ever have anybody go, boop? <laughs> we did every now and then you'd get one. You'd get one every now and then. That was a while ago. All right. Crazy days. Uh, purple. So what was the question? Oh. How do you deal with discounters, the discounters, discounters and the people yeah. that are just adamant about I've got to list it high. I, you know, I don't want to lose any yeah. money on this. I want you to set a record-breaking price. You're the best agent on the planet. I'm told the market's totally extraordinary, and I want you to do it for less. Right. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please 
go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, great question and a couple of facts. One, there is no one big close, right? For anyone who's been doing this a while or even sales, there is no one big close. You've heard it before. We really have to get 100 yeses out of them. So if you have your presentation and it's intact, you'll build, you'll give them information ahead of time, good information, so that by the time you get to this point where you're discussing commission and other areas, you should be able to reference the information back here. It, it creates more integrity in the conversation. And the truth is, you just gotta use logic. Logic it is. Who is discounting? Why are they discounting? What are you receiving for your discount? Is this investment important to you? Um, how, much, how much equity do you have in this home? Is this the most valuable asset that you have? This isn't a toaster where if we do this wrong, we can return it and you didn't make that big of a mistake. Okay, stop. That's a really good simple line. Hmm. We're not selling like a toaster here. You with me? We're not selling like that used car. Sorry. Right, and, he, so, and, and a little bit of experience. So pre-internet, right? Even five years ago, if we're on the MLS and we're listing homes, and I will say this to the seller, we could have your home on the market and every 30 days, right, we could relist it and make it look brand new, right? And they say yes. Today, everything's transparent. Zillow kind of took it out of our hands. All the other website companies took it out of our hands. So Mr. Seller, what does it cost you for making a mistake? Is that worth it? But I'll tell you what, you don't have to pay me anything unless you get a successful close at the escrow. Until then, it's all on me. But before then, if I'm paying for everything up front, this is the way it's gonna be. And if they keep going down that road, I'm like, I'm not your guy. Okay, so uh, that was a good line. Alan, but you know, this, this uh, purple, you know, whatever, red, whatever, right? So, I mean, authentically, what do you say in that situation? But you know, we're right. thinking about, you, you're wonderful, but we're thinking about. Right, so. Do your research, guys. You can go on to all the websites. You can see all the people that have been unhappy with your competitors. You should know who you're going against. Redfin or purple whatever, so forth, so on. You'll know if you want that listing, you can bring it right in. Uh, Matt, who works with me here in the audience, we've done it before. We look at, what's the employment website? Um, uh, it's like Yelp, but for? Glassdoor. Glassdoor. Right. Anyone go out there and read? how happy people are with Redfin agents, Ooh. how fun it is to work at Redfin, because it's not, go read it, and then go show them, and then go tell them, this is who you're dealing with. Now, I'm not, I'm not degrading everyone at different strokes for different folks, you know, it's all good, but if this is what you're trying to build value for, in my opinion, you're just telling the truth. We know what it is they're going to experience. I would love to save you that mistake now. Because if you figure it out in 90 days, probably cost you $50,000. You're trying to save how much, 10? Doesn't make sense. Let's talk about it more. Are you that stoic with, I mean, I mean obviously you're comfortable yeah. on stage, but are you that stoic with them? Yeah. Well, it's gonna be different energy levels, right? We're matching, yeah. right? So if I'm a spaz in front of them and they're like too mellow, I got a problem. But if they are, you know, super hyper energy and I'm the smell, I have a problem. So yeah. I will match, you know, but I've been doing this a long time, so we know the information. I think your comfort is, gonna, is going to bring integrity to that conversation. Again, I'm like this, we're talking face to face. If I've got the iPad out, it's going to have its purpose. But if I have them looking at that iPad more than I have them looking here, 
I don't know. I don't know what they're paying attention to. I don't know if they're hearing me. What's the old saying that if we don't ask them a question about every two minutes, they're glazing. They're glazing. Yep. That's the stuff we have to watch out for. Even if it's a check close, right? Yep. All right, so let's do some Q&A. What's on your guys' mind? Who's got a question? Okay, I'm looking for my microphone peeps who are somewhere around, so ask me the question and I'll fire it up real quick. Actually, my microphone is running over here. The blue one, please. Anything goes. Go. So when you're at the listing presentation, I know when you said you go backwards, do you talk about yourself personally? Um, and you said you also match. I feel like you have to have a chameleon-type personality because when you're working with sellers, you have to be one way depending on how they are. And then when you're negotiating, another. And you said matching people. So I guess what you I'm got asking, two questions inside there. Yes. When do you talk about yourself if you do the reverse? And then what about matching? And how, well, I guess what I'm asking is, do you talk about yourself? And, and how much would you say? So if they have children, would you talk about your children with them or mention that you have children so they can relate? Talking to me? I guess. I don't know. Whoever has children, that's... Hey, that's you're talking to question. me? If I walk in the door... Actually, actually, I want Jackie to answer that first. Then we'll, we'll go all three of you. I want all three of your answers. Ladies first. So... My thought is if I'm somebody else, when I'm meeting them for the first time, at some point, to both of their points, I'm going to have to be me later. And it's probably going to be really difficult or awkward, so I'd rather just be myself. I have kids. Um, so with sellers, I say I know I have five dogs as well and three cats. And a busy work, right? I have a very busy career, so I know what it's like to be for sale. So I say to them, I sympathize, I want to help you, but I want to ensure that you're successful because I know what it's like to have three kids. So I think earlier today and probably over the course of the last three days, I'm close to my clients. It's all from heart. There's no bullshit. It's not sugar-coated. I tell them that as well. And I also ask if they're open to honest feedback. So I think just be you. And if you give a shit, make sure they know it and be genuine. I'm not collecting children's names and information about them to never retain it. Everything gets put here. I leave. I make copious notes from appointments so that I make sure that I know their family dynamic, but yeah, if I'm a mom, I, I get it. I guess I just worry that when they hear that I have three little boys, they'll say, oh, you're, you're really busy. And I don't want them to not work with me because they think I'm busy with my children. Yeah, but that's not true. Are we busy with our kids? We're busy with our clients more than we are with our kids. <laughs> Tru truthfully, I say I've got an amazing husband who takes amazing care of my kids. They don't have the best of me because I come home tired. And I try to carve out personal time so I'm there for my children, but you are the most important priority because I've got to take care of three kids. Mm. Like, yeah. That's the truth. She tells them the truth. Mm. Her husband's job is to stay buff, tan, and ready. <laughs> I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, Gary, you got a point for it? Yeah, um, I'll jump in if that's okay. okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stats guy, and I know that if they're talking to other people, they're definitely going to be talking to realtors that are, uh, use the right, fluffers, buffers, whatever, you know, they're just trying to overbond. And um, I think you, you do have to be careful with that because there's going to be someone like me who walks in there and says, hey, listen, I've got a family, I live in the area, that's about as much as you need to know because we're here to talk about you. I sold 192 homes last year, average agent, Mr. Client sold how many homes? And I go straight into it. And they'll say, and I always ask them, they'll say, how many? They'll say, 
I don't know, 15, 25. And I asked that on purpose because the actual stat is like what? Two, one, two. So we go through that process, but- You actually pull up the MLS and show them? Oh, you can pull stats all day long. Just average uh, local sales, average income. Um, it was on one of my- Time slides. on market. Average income of the realtor in San Diego last year, I think was like $42,000. And I'm like, how are they going to pay for your marketing? And you want a discount? But I mean, not to get away from your point, but I think you can connect with them at certain times. But if you go too far, it starts going the other way. I don't think you need to tell them three boys if you don't want to. You can keep it. You get to direct which way this goes. But you do have to be careful because it's happened to all of us. Where all of a sudden I'm connecting with somebody over a topic that I said the one stupid thing that when they think about it later, they're like, you know what? I feel more comfortable. This it was more professional with another agent. So bingo. Okay, let's go here, Glenda. Hi, my question is for Jackie. My name is Glenda Baker. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and my question is: When you implemented the cleaning into your strategy, how? What did it change your days on market? That's my first question. My second question is: Do you have any liability when you're? getting the house cleaned, like they broke something, they stole something. Yeah, she's got and, it. Wait one second, please. All right. And um, that, that was a bless your heart in case you're wondering. <laughs> and from listing appointment to live, how many days is that usually? Oh, good question. So as long as little um, as the client needs, we can't do the staging, the cleaning, all of that stuff. That We usually need about a week's lead up for that. But usually people come to us with their timeline. We got a listing up a couple weeks ago in a day. Seniors, no staging. Um, the other question was liability. liability. Now they're bonded. They're insured. We've used them for many years. If there's a client who has antiques, we just, you know, we'll say to them, do you want to hire your own cleaning lady? Do you want to bring your own person in? Or would you like ours? And we'll say, please ensure that all the cleaning things are out there that you want them to touch. We're not touching fine art and things like that. Um, often the luxury homes need more work, but no, I, I don't insure them. My cleaners are insured and bonded. How long is yeah, so, Days on Market? Days on Market this year is different. Our market is extremely sluggish, but it used to be, I mean, we'd be sold in three, four days. So, yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. I saw a question. Oh, over here. Um, blue box. Hello. There you go. It's going. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? So, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being up here and expressing and showing us all this really valuable information. I really appreciate it. And I think we all could agree with that. But yep. So my question for you guys is, what is your process for those out of area uh, sellers so you can show them the, that the, you're the differentiator in the market? Do you have a different process? How do you, make your, how do you differentiate yourself? Gary. Well, one great thing, uh, buyers or sellers, when you're dealing with someone like far away, like I deal with people from China and the Middle East, is work on their time despite what Tom says. If you're communicating with a Chinese buyer at 11 at night, the other agent is like, one day he calls, the next day they call, the next day they call, they never get a hold of him. So I love when someone's far away. It's just they have less people to interface with, but I'm all over them and I am just, providing them all the information they need, and I am willing day one saying, listen, if 
you need me to do something for you, I will start taking care of that now. So I'm like, I'll go to your house, I'll meet the, 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 the painter, whatever it is. So I just start providing massive value and literally be their concierge day one. Love it. Let's go to the next question, real loud. My name's Aldo, I'm from uh, Bellingham, Washington. Um, this might be a question also for Tom, but uh, for you guys, do you take more commission on the listing side? And if you do, because I know there's a, a lot of elite clients here that actually do, uh, and have you got any grief from the other parties? I've done it twice this year, and we come a community from about 200,000. It's a little bit more tight-knit, so I got a little bit of grief back on that. So From who? From the buyer's agent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you guys... Do you guys ever go, just for easy math, it's six, I take three and a half and offer two and a half, or it's five and I take three and offer two, or do, which, do any of you do that just by a raise of hands? Yeah, it, it happens, and um, I think you can talk to your escrow company, uh, well, if there is escrow, we have escrow in California, and I think that you can keep whatever it is that you're being paid uh, private, okay. if you want, that's, that's one option, and, and two, I. I, I think that's going to be a unique situation. I mean, you're going to have uh, jealousy in the industry whenever you have right. success and regardless of what you earn. So I don't know that you can put much weight into that. You're doing your job. You got the job done. Right. You did great with the other agent. You offered them the co-op commission. Everything's great. I, I don't see a problem. Yep. Okay. Jackie, any thoughts? Actually, I think that covers it. Let's, I, want to go the, I want to get into a bunch more Thank questions you. right here. Uh, hello, hello. Hi, my name go. is Kyle Rebus with Excellence Real Estate here in Pico Rivera. Uh, my question is for Gary and Alan. What would you recommend for a new agent who's trying to penetrate that million-dollar uh, listing area and they've never sold one before? Well, I think you sell what you got. I think you could be brand new, no experience, from a different industry, and you could put together a very compelling argument why someone should use you. But you gotta think about it. And, and if you give them an uh, a intelligent proposal of what, hey listen, you want it so bad, if you went up against me, you probably wouldn't win, but you could. <laughs> if you convince them that, listen, um, I want it so bad, this will change my life. And the other thing, and I do this all the time, is. People come to me and I've gone to other people and bring in, another, bring in talent, bring in a heavy hitter, bring in someone like me and then you do that and then you get to learn for the next six months for me and then you become that guy or we just continue to do it. So this, half my business is that right now and I've been the person on the other end and now more times than not I'm on this end but that's the best thing because they like you because you have the lead and they trust uh, me. Okay, last question, right here. This is, uh, this is actually a follow-up to that. My question was about what is your pivot? So you're in there, maybe it doesn't happen to you guys because you're such ballers, but as we kind of change our market and, um, you know, reach, 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 and we're in there and we see them glazing over and we see that we're kind of losing them. What is a pivot that each of you have used successfully? To pull them back. It's a great, it's a great question. When, when, I, when I first started in the business, I mean, your goal is to not leave that appointment and allow someone like us to get in there. If we do, it's a problem, right? And, and that's, I mean, that's what we believe. And, and that just comes in time and with everything and everyone can do it. 
but I, I would literally write, like I'd take a piece of paper, I'd write a zero on it and, and put a slash through it and I'd say, I have zero chance of getting this listing if I don't get it today. Zero. So I am not leaving till this thing is signed today. And you have to have a list of questions that you've memorized so that if you're feeling them glaze, you pivot. You pick one of the next 10 sets of questions because that's what it's about. It's about making them talk. You can't talk more if they're glazing. You're going to make them fall asleep more. Yep. I think we have some stories like that where I did. I had one story like that where some guy fell asleep in the oh. middle of my listing appointment. Oh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't get it, too. That's real pain. I should have, like, taken his hand and signed the paper. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was really, uh, that was a tough day. Okay. I was like, what's going they on? They all do this, and, and so do you. The actual technique's called a pattern interrupt, right? So you have to interrupt the pattern, which pulls them out of it, which is usually by asking a question. And it could just be something as simple as, like, where'd that painting come from? And they go, oh, oh, I don't even know. Like, I think that came from my grandmother. Awesome. So are you guys ready to get started? And you come back into what you want to do. So it's just called a pattern interrupt. The most famous one ever is, are you wearing underwear? <laughs> and like literally you'll see people like, the guys will go, commando, you know, like they just, they have this moment. All right, so first of all, can we give them a huge round of applause for, for sharing this, this is awesome. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.